0: Pick it, pick it up, Pickens! Pick it up, Pickens! Pick it up, Pickens! Pick it up, Pickens! Oh my gosh, it's like my kids are running around the house. This is Jeff Hartman, and welcome back to another Steelers preview podcast. Joining me, as always, Dave Schofield. What's up, David?
1: Oh, there's plenty going on, Jeff. Yeah. Just, just busy, busy, busy. It's just, it's just how it is. But uh yeah, pick it up, Pickens. Yes,
0: absolutely. Brian Davis. What's up, Brian? It's Groundhog Day, but
2: we're not doing the same thing over and over again today. (laughs) Where do you rank that movie amongst Bill Murray's best? Kevin and I are going to be talking about that tomorrow. Uh, Not completely, but we mentioned some. I got to say it's probably top five. For me, yeah. I'm a stripes guy. Of course, I love Caddyshack mm-hmm. and I know you do. Yes. Lost in Translation's a very good movie. You gotta love oh, Ghostbusters. That's one of the worst
1: movies I've ever seen. No, that I was like- awful. Oh my goodness. I like that movie. <laughs> that's my that's on my list of worst five movies ever. Is, don't, forget <laughs> don't forget Scrooge. Don't forget
0: Scrooge. He did the oh. Christmas movie. That's a good one too. Yeah.
2: Sorry. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that's in my top five, but okay. there, but there's Ghostbusters? The stripes. Oh, I mentioned Ghostbusters. Yeah, like I didn't hear you say Ghostbusters. Yeah, definitely, but Stripes, Stripes for me
0: definitely. is a big one. Stripes
1: definitely. I, I'll be honest with you. If you said you had to go watch one Bill Murray movie right now, and it wasn't February second, and I could just pick anyone, I would probably pick Groundhog Day. Oh, so it's no.
0: Caddyshack. Yeah, every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> I might. It might be Stripes for me, but Caddyshack's
2: a close second. All
0: right, here's here's the here's my trivia question for the day. In Caddyshack. We know Bill Murray's in the movie. What is the name of his character? Carl Speckler. Very good. There you go. I have not watched that movie in probably 30 years. Kill all the golfers. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but if we kill all the golfers, aren't they going to lock me up and throw away the key? <laughs> <laughs> I you said know- golfers, you idiot not my fault. No one can understand it, you, you fuzzy little foreigner. And All right. Ted Knight, to me, is a national <laughs> oh, treasure as well. he is the best. He is absolutely the best. Okay, let's get on with it. You're here to watch the Steelers preview, and this has long been considered the flagship podcast of the entire network. And here it is, and the reason why is that the brain trust that is everything that is this podcast network and what BehindTheSteelCurtain.com has become is right here on your screen or in your ears, no matter where you're listening. And so when we decided to title this Unforeseen Changes, Quick Fixes, and Long-Term Plans for the 2023 Steelers, it wasn't just about the 2023 Steelers. Some of those unforeseen changes are going to happen right here on this network. And to make this announcement, I'm going to send it over to Brian and let him make that announcement.
2: Go ahead, Brian. All right. 13 days ago, we got an email from uh, SB Nation and Vox Media, our parent company, saying that They are making a change and they did not put this number in. But the bottom line is that they are going to go ahead and get rid of maybe 95% of their sports podcast. And we're talking 300 plus podcasts. And on that list was behind the steel curtain, which means we had lost our home. But the big announcement that we have is that the three of us together have put together a plan to go ahead and find a new home and it is not going to really change how you listen to us. There might, there's going to be a little changes as far as uh, we're going to have a new name. We're not going to announce that today, but we are going to go ahead. And as of February 28th, we will no longer be with SB nation of Vox media, but we will be here giving you the same fantastic Steelers coverage 24, 7, 365, and even Christmas, even Arbor Day, even, like we said, B. Arthur's birthday. We are going to be here, and we are going to be having your Steeler coverage that you know and love, and it's not going to look different to you. It's going to be different to us. You might have a new name to learn, but hey, that's easy
0: yeah i don't I don't want anyone to think that oh my gosh like the youtube channel is going away. wait no it's not it's going to have a different title a name and you're going to see a different background and a little logo in the top corner of your screen on youtube or facebook live other than that no nothing's going to change uh the same lineup uh maybe a couple tweaks here or there but uh it, this is literally on your end the listener just a formality and if everything goes according to plan you don't have to do a thing but if you do have to find us in a new location we will let you know all this means is that we are no longer going to be associated with behind the steel curtain in Vox media, not our doing. We're not going anywhere. We press on. So, uh, Dave, anything to add?
1: Yeah, well, sorry. First of all, for those of you that are finally joining us live, something weird happened with YouTube and there was two shows and some people were still finding their way over from where they were in another show that they're still waiting to go live. So uh, hopefully everyone's here. So if you missed it, uh, yes, we are not going anywhere. Um, Just when you guys see us next month, I mean... You don't even have to subscribe to another YouTube channel. No, it's the same yeah. YouTube channel. You don't have to subscribe to another podcast channel. It's going to be the same feed as, as 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 from what we understand. There will be a different name. There'll be a different logo, but it's going to be the same. The same people bringing you the same Steelers content and the same community. All of that um just didn't want people to you know we're telling you way in advance so in case you're saying oh no if something happened where well, they're going away i heard there was a lot of stuff with sb nation um but no, we're not going away we're oh, just no. going we're just going to be under uh, on not under their name anymore
0: yeah and, and so, know, i'm sorry g- great one in the live chat center are we going to still write yes uh, the, oh, yeah, the, the, com, still the website is not going anywhere sb nation and vox media decided to cut ties with a vast majority of their podcasts and so we're not being replaced this youtube channel is not it's just literally being rebranded the steelers preview will still be here every thursday night yeah. <laughs> it'll still be dave brian and myself and you'll just see like a little a little different little logo and we'll say a different name and and that's it it wasn't one of those things where it's like uh you know we're not being replaced that we were told to leave and we can continue to do this if we want we just have to do it on our own here we are that's all we're trying to say brian go ahead And you know what, we have some
2: autonomy where we can go ahead and do bigger and better things. And we will do what we've been doing for the last two and a half years, trying to make this bigger and better every single week with uh, any changes are going to be more for you to uh, enjoy here at BTS. Well, actually, I'm sorry to enjoy here at the
1: network.
0: <laughs> yeah, gosh, What's going yeah. on with the comments? Dave? <laughs> oh, they're, they're skipping
1: around. No, they, you're we're not going
0: to have to resubscribe no, to yeah, anything. She, she caught that later. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that
1: up for anyone. No resubscribing, no anything else. Same shows, show name, just yeah, the like, overall, the little yeah, logo in the corner is going to be different. You're
0: still going to yeah. get the curtain call on Wednesday. You're still going to get the Scobro on Tuesday. You're still going to get yeah. the hangover on. Like, I want y'all to understand, like, don't freak out. We're not, it's just the name. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Dave and Jeff have to take their flags down. Yes, yeah, that'll be coming down. Well, no, I mean, here's, what,
1: here's what stinks is Brian's flag is still sitting over the corner over here that I never got to. Give me a
2: flag. No. Oh,
1: <laughs> I bought 3 of them when I did oh, them. Oh, I got 3. so good. Yeah. So uh um except it's already attached to a pole like mine was. So I, that's why I never got it to. you. I'll before. put it with my purple <laughs>
0: Maulers jersey. There you there go. You
1: yes.
0: Ugh. We'll call it the Throwback Archive. There yes. So all right. Um, so if you
1: qu- didn't want you all to worry about it in case no. you heard about oh no, did the did 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 stuff going on at SP Nation affect this? And we still can't figure out the rhyme or reason why um it was it was this one versus versus other networks, um things of that nat- that nature, but it was basically they got it up pretty much almost 100% of their podcasts, not Man. quite 100%. So uh, But we're all, we're looking at this as a chance to keep going and doing our thing, and and we're excited about it.
2: And for sure. I, I need to say this too, Jeff. I'm sorry, Jeff. Um, I do need to say this. And we were the number one ranked podcast over 300-plus in all of SB Nation for the year 2022. And so that's uh, that's something that we hang our hat on, and we just want to uh, go ahead and continue that, and we can't do that without all of you.
0: Yes, and Reginald Rivers asked a great question. Will the name change on Facebook now? We're still going to have our Facebook page uh, that's behind the Steel Curtains Facebook page. It's not going anywhere uh, maybe we'll create a new one and we'll also add that on that page, but I'm really not concerned about that. You, you won't have to do anything. It's going to be BTSC for all of us, Cody. That's shield 91. That's chiming in. I'm sure that everyone will still call us that. We still do have behind the So we're still going to plug articles and stuff like that. It's just the podcast is now separate. So yeah, we'll be all right. Thank I think you, this says it Quentin. all. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Okay, we're gonna be. We're, we're still gonna bring it. Brian Brown wants to know the new name.
0: Not, not <laughs> Just, yet. Wait for uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if we tell him. But it's it. <laughs> um, I don't care. <laughs> this okay. is the best. Dwayne says first the stadium, now this. Oh. <laughs> When yeah. our okay. new na- I can guarantee
1: our new name
0: is not No, it is Acrocher, Acrocher Network. Ac- We're yeah, it's by it's Acresure. Acresure.
1: Or, or some <laughs> form of that, you know.
0: And then we have to play Kyle Chrys's commercial. Feeling yes. confident?
1: Razor Brian.
0: I love that.
1: I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm still waiting on that show. I'm 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 dying for the there's only one way to that. mock song to come back cuz yeah, uh, not that funny. I really care about breaking down mock drafts even though I have to do it already. Um I'm just ready for the song for that reason. <laughs> All right. Accra the curtain.
0: Yeah, there you go. The Accra curtain. All right. Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's focus here. If you all have questions about this, you can reach out on Twitter or on Facebook. or, or not on Facebook. I don't check that. Uh, on Twitter, you can reach out. That is where the, uh, the some of the strangest people in society go to the comment sections on Facebook. So uh, let's focus on the Steelers from here on out. And if you all have questions, maybe at the end of the show, we'll answer them. But otherwise, we're going to press on. Uh, quick fixes and long term plans for the 2023 Steelers to tease my Friday Let's Ride podcast. I, I had to, I held over a question that I had in my mailbag on Wednesday, and this was really freaking difficult for me to answer honestly. And it was by Southside Doc, everyone knows Southside Doc, I'm a loyal member of the Ride or Die crew. And he said, what did the Steelers do that is at a quote-unquote championship level? And this is what I talk about in the entire first half of my Let's Ride podcast on Friday. And I struggled with this. And I'm not going to tell you what I came up with. I did find two things that I felt the Steelers did at a championship level. And then I talked a little bit about maybe what could be a fix that would maybe get one of the areas of their team to that level. So this is where the quick fixes comes in. We just went over the unforeseen changes. The quick fixes are what could the Steelers do, meaning this offseason, in your opinion, that could maybe take one of the position groups, one of the facets of the team, like running game, run defense, whatever, to that next level, even if it's not championship level, as Southside Doc suggested, but take it to the next level. Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. What do you think? What is a quick fix for them? You know, I actually think one of the, fi- the quick fixes for them
2: would be in addition to the wide receiver position that is not anything major, but it is just going to be a quick fix of depth. Of what they would bring in, I could almost see a Jericho Cotri type player brought in to uh, be a fix just for some stability. But I don't look at it being, you know, they're not going to look for this year's Devonte Adams. They're not going to look for that that home run hitting guy. They're because of Anthony Miller and an addition that is Calvin Austin the third and the holdovers of george pickens and deontay johnson and steven sims and even Gunnar olszewski i don't think they're going to do anything huge but they're going to go ahead and i would think probably bring somebody that could give a little bit more of a veteran presence in that locker room and uh add as being a third or fourth receiver and be very good at it
0: so is there a name you have
2: you know, I, I don't even know if he's eligible right now, but the guy who reminds me of a Kotri type guy would be somebody like a uh, Jameson Crowder. And I don't even know if he's available, so I've, I didn't really put that together, but it's guys like that, veterans that have been around that you can still get a lot out of, but you're not breaking the bank up.
0: A guy that I'm intrigued about, and he's going to be a free agent uh, at the end of this season is uh, it it just depends on his health is, is Jarvis Landry. And he was banged up last season. I wanted the Steelers to go after him last season, but he's kind of that building. This is something Jeffrey Benedict talked about at length on his Tuesday cutting room Floor podcast about, he feels they need a Juju Smith Schuster type, even though Juju is going to be a free agent at season's end. Um, I'm not so sure if that's the route the Steelers want to go, and Jarvis Landry is getting a little long in the tooth, but there are some interesting names. I'm going to be putting out an article when I finish it. I don't know when that will be. Uh, <laughs> the top 10 free agent wide receivers on the market. And, you know, here's some names just to throw some out there. You know, Starla, Sterling Shepard, not that I'm crazy about that. DJ Chark, um, Byron Pringle, uh, Alan Lazard, Jacoby Myers. Talked about Juju Smith-Schuster, Jarvis Landry. um. There, there are some names and Jamison Crowder. There you go. Is on the list. Um, so, you know, you have some names there, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Dave, what do you think about wide receiver? Yeah.
1: Wide receiver. It's, if they don't do anything like that, I don't, I don't know that that's, that that's like, to me, the be all end all thing that's going to really, uh, take this team to the next level. Um, I could see them. Well, but it wasn't it. the
0: team, though, Dave. Yeah. The question was, what could take that position group or okay, maybe so that one was, facet of the team to that next level? So okay. I think Brian so was that saying was saying that could be like the passing game would go up to the yeah. next level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, because I, I would just say, Brian talked to him this week, is that if, if you could get a healthy Calvin Austin, the third, that could maybe come in and be what you hoped he even just. Most of what you hoped he was going to be is a lot of Steeler fans had hope for him this past year and, and be more like a second year player. Although it'll be his first year in the NFL. I think that could be um, pretty helpful as, as well, but b- having that other person there, but not breaking the bank, I, I think would, could be beneficial, but I'm not going to be shocked if they don't do it and they just kind of roll with what they have.
0: Yeah. So if you have Deontay Johnson, you have George Pickens, you have Calvin Austin the third. I say you have two dogs, one bone between Steven Sims and Anthony Miller, and you bring in a fifth. Gunnar Olszewski can kick rocks. Save save yourself yeah. some cap space and cut him. You're not going to use him anyways. So just cut him. Um so we'll talk about that. Or that if is- Anthony
1: Miller's good enough, it's it's two dogs, two bones.
0: That that could be it too if they yeah. feel like they have the answer on the roster now, which will be interesting to see. Uh, let's get some super chats here before we go on any further. Evgeny Crosby gives us two dollars, said maybe have some hot routes for Pickett in the wide receivers. Man, I'll tell you what, I don't know if Evgeny's talking about the comments made by Pat me on yeah. Ben roethlisberger's uh live football and podcast where he said they didn't have hot routes and stuff. Man, Pat's got a control what he says a little bit but he's honest he's being honest That's what dave always says we hate it when they're honest when then we belittle them when they don't give us an honest answer so you know maybe yeah that they, they can expand that and that could help a lot tyler gives us five dollars will we still get super chat money dedicated fan willing to follow where are you generally we're not going anywhere um the youtube channel is still the same uh it'll still be the same all i have to do is go in and edit the name <laughs> and <laughs> we'll be fine. Just don't uh, want you to be
1: surprised when you see no, different name. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's all. We're just trying to give you all a heads up, and it's yeah. nothing drastic or anything. We'll still get the Super Chat money. We'll still be wherever you get your podcasts, all the YouTube stuff, but it's a good question, and thank you for the tip. We appreciate yeah. it. All right, Dave, what about you? What's a quick fix for the Steelers team?
1: Um, to, to me, the uh, th- the quick fix is the defensive line. You know, looking looking at that position group, whether it's even if it's bringing back a Larry Ogunjobi, there still needs to be a, some more infusion there, and it, and it, and it comes at the nose tackle position. I'm still not saying it is Javon Hargrave. I'm talking about a player like Javon Hargrave that can be your nose tackle, but also be your defensive tackle when you're in sub packages. I think a player like that to where you have more solid uh, across the defensive line is going to make, it's going to help cover deficiencies at the inside linebacker. If you can't upgrade anything there. Um, I I think that would be the biggest add on to the defense right now, in my opinion.
0: So, yeah. And, and honestly, when I think a quick fix and Brian, did you want to say anything about the defensive line? You know what? I was originally thinking that was going to be
2: my one B Mm -hmm. when I was talking about a long term plan. But the way Dave brings that up, he's absolutely right, because if it's not if you don't pay attention to it right now, then it's not a long term thing. Because if somebody goes down, you are in a whole heck of a lot of trouble because that is more me now more of
0: a uh, quick fix. Could be, and I I don't disagree with anything that y'all said. Uh, For me, a quick fix, I think about if what could one player do? And I think that a lot of it hinges on Cam Sutton's future, but if they could get a corner, whether it's in the draft or free agency, it could change the dynamic in that secondary, especially at that position. Now, we know Minka's Minka. You hope that they find a safety partner with Terrell Edmonds uh, or Demonte KZ uh, to Stay back there and be the steady force for him. But at cornerback, if they could keep Cam Sutton somehow again, and they add just one solid corner, again, draft pick, or you know, and all the people that say oh, the draft picks not very right. if you draft a cornerback high enough, you can find one. Uh, what is it? Patrick Sertain? is that his name? The uh cornerback in Denver. Uh is that his name? Yep. Second year yep. guy this past year, he's going into his third year in the league. He, that guy came in sauce Gardner. Same thing. Now their first round picks, they came in and didn't miss a beat and they were able to make be dynamic. So it is possible. And I think that a corner could come in and completely reshape the secondary, a secondary that already is pretty good with 20 interceptions in the league on the, on the league. Not two of those were TJ Watt, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. So, uh, yeah, I would say cornerback. So Brian, do you have another one or are you, you want to go to long-term plans? I'd
2: like long-term plans for 2003, Jeff.
0: Okay, you've hit the daily double, so why don't you go ahead and go with your long-term plan For
1: 2003? <laughs> 2023. Okay, okay, I got you, I got you. Oh, I thought wait. you were going to say $2,000, I heard the word three.
0: Doesn't it suck
2: when you're trying to be clever and you screw it up? <laughs> I played along,
0: Brian, I played along. I wasn't well, You know correcty since in <laughs> Schofield's going to get no, me. I'm just like...
1: No, I mean, if we're talking long-term plans for, for 2003, I, I think we've hit the end of them.
2: Yeah. But, uh, yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this is not going to seem like a long-term plan for many, but I really think it is. And it's left tackle. And the reason I'm going to say it's a long-term plan, I know a lot of you're going to flood me right now saying, no, that's a you need that now. Now you really don't. Because you want to draft the left tackle in one of those. I think you want to draft one in the top three picks that you have. And you're, you're lucky to have, uh, what's the third one at 48? So you have the luxury to go ahead and get a pretty good tackle there. But he does not need to start day one. He, he doesn't you're in a position with Dan Moore Jr. where he can go ahead, start the first quarter of the season, maybe the first eight games, maybe the entire year because of the continuity that you had last year and let a guy redshirt a little bit and let a guy get ready and you don't have to just stick him in on day one because you're desperate. And I really don't think the Steelers are desperate at left tackle. I think that's something that they need to start thinking about for maybe uh, mid next season, but that might be a guy that uh, becomes a full-time starter in 2024. And that's fine. It's something that you cannot let fester. It's it uh, something you definitely don't want to do, but you also have the luxury too, of if you get a guy that you can put in right away at week one, you still don't want to throw away Dan Moore Jr and you could possibly consider and Kevin Smith talks about this too about moving him inside and let him compete with with Kevin Dotson. Now, we don't love you don't love talking about moving players positions, but on the offensive line, you're able to do that a whole lot more and when the coach said it, I felt pretty good about it, but really is it a bad thing if you have those five and the continuity to start next season and continue how they
0: ended last season. Good points, Dave. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think Brian's answer here is great when you're talking long-term. Because if you want to talk, you know, semi-long-term, you take exactly what he said, and instead of, say, left tackle, you say left guard. Because the difference is, you know, Dan Moore Jr. has two years left on his rookie deal. Kevin Dotson has one. So if you want to draft a guard, not necessarily with your top pick, but in one of your top four, it, where it would be appropriate to take a guard? I mean, if you have a David DeCastro type pick there, you do something like that. But if you have somewhere else where you could take a guard, you you basically have next year starter. The Steelers used to do this. This used to be – I talked about this with you guys a bunch a couple of years ago. The, before the Najee Harris – pick is that the Steelers don't draft for their team this year. They draft for their team next year. They try to get everything lined up for this year and then draft for the next year. We have not seen that the the last two seasons, the way the Steelers did stuff, especially in 2021. That's what changed everything. In my opinion, with the reduced cap, they had to draft players that they needed as, as patchwork fixes. I mean, in essence, they wasted a third-round pick to just to have a warm body starting at center for one year that then you're not really going to do anything else with and need to move on from anyway because they couldn't do anything else in free agency that year, or they wouldn't do anything else in free agency that year, or they wouldn't drift out, draft a higher draft pick and really get someone that year. Um, I don't think that's what they ultimately wanted when they made that pick, but it's what it ended up being. Um, I When it comes to guard, they really could take a guard – don't unless there's injury you don't really have to worry about him playing this year because you can get by with with Kevin Dotson unless his cuz as i said when i covered him for his exit interview at time Kevin Dotson is the best offensive lineman the Steelers have but the problem is he's also at times the worst offensive lineman they have he is just so terribly inconsistent so if you have a young guy there you could do that. But if you're talking longer term plans, that's why I get what Brian was saying with tackle. Because to me, you don't have to do both of those positions now because you have something that can that that can get you there. And so I would worry more about guard now, but tackle, I like you could even hold off and do and do the same kind of deal the next year, depending on what your young left tackle does this this year. Um after being he was he was ranked the Steelers' best offensive lineman in the second half of the season, believe it or not.
0: So you think guard?
1: So I would say guard, but but that's not as long-term as what Brian's saying. So that's why what, what Brian was
0: saying makes sense.
1: Okay. I'm just kind of grouping the two things together.
0: All right. The left so side you, of the line. There you go. I'm going to go on the other side of the, uh, the other side of the line of scrimmage and I'm going to say that my long-term plan, again, I'm thinking of one player. Like one player And so that's why I went with cornerback with short-term. I think one cornerback can totally transform the secondary. I think the long-term plan for me, give me a monster on the defensive front. A guy that's really raw, a guy that has a ton of potential, and say, okay, we've got Cam for at least, what, another two years at least, right? Let Cam really get this guy ready. Not that he's not going to play as a rookie, but let him learn under Cam Hayward. Let DeMarvin Leal start to get more reps. Let Isaiah milk do the same. And then even Montrevious Adams is still under contract. And then you're kind of have this contingency plan that when Cam's ready to either tailor his workload back or step away from the game, this young guy is now mature, ready to go. And he's in there. I think that's a long-term play. I'd love to see them do again. Not that they wouldn't play as a rookie, But if you have to take like a second round pick, maybe their second second round pick on a guy who's a little rough around the edges, that's where maybe that long term contingency plan is because of who they have now and where I would want to see it go when Cam's ready to hang it up, whenever that is. Who knows? Thoughts, Brian, anything? Yeah, you know what? I That could definitely
2: be. That's a long term plan thing. But you do have – I like how Dave mentioned defensive line with Larry O because we – this this could be a hybrid. This is both uh, short-term and long-term. This is quick fix and long-term. But I really – if I was going to go ahead and put money on a guy to be that next defensive superstar that wasn't drafted as high as a number one or number two pick, I think it is DeMarvin Leal, I think he is going to turn the corner and be that kind of guy that uh, could actually, uh, you know, take the torch from Cam Hayward. But I like the idea of getting a monster to wait in the wings. Yeah. Just like I'd like to have a monster at um, edge rusher to be waiting in the wings too. Good point. Dave,
0: anything?
1: Yeah. And, See, to, I want to just kind of bring up another position because when when I was on uh, Jeff's uh, Let's Ride podcast, how many weeks ago was that? When I was your Monday morning conversation? Three. We did our, Three we did our, our, our team needs um, going into things. And my number one team need isn't even something we talked about. And that's inside linebacker. But I don't know that that's a quick fix or you could afford for it to be a long-term plan. It's something kind of in the middle because – the kind of players that need to succeed at inside linebacker in the NFL are really hard to find. So it's really hard to find a quick fix unless you really want to break the bank to get one. And then going for the long-term plans, you're like, can you really afford to wait long-term? And that just goes to show more than anything that when you have a high draft pick and you trade up for someone, you can't miss. I mean, the, this is this is twice now the way that things have worked out for the Steelers, where, of taking an inside linebacker in the first round, and it ended up not being a long-term answer. Um, you know, the first one much more tragic uh, than 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 what they're dealing with now. So that's where would you guys put that position? Is that a quick fix? Is that a long term? Is that or is that something more in the middle?
0: I think it's long term based on the fact that they've tried the quick fix and it failed every time. I mean like the Joe
1: Schobert and the Miles Jack. Let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's yeah.
0: run down the list of guys they've tried to bring in as veterans John Bostic. experience. <laughs> John Bostick, Avery Williamson. Wait, um, um,
1: um Mark Barron. That's the one I almost forgot about. Mark. Mark
0: Barron. Good yeah. one. Marky Mark. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mark Barron it was that hybrid guy they thought they would utilize to try to regain some of that athleticism they lost with Brian Chazier. That didn't work. You got you brought up John Bostick, Avery Williamson. You could talk about Joe Schobert. That was awful. Uh, you can talk about even Robert Spillane in a in a way uh, I mean, you can talk about miles Jack. None of it worked. None of it worked. Yeah. The only thing that even resembled working was when Devin Bush was healthy and he was alongside Vince Williams. Yeah. That was the only time the inside linebacker situation looked like it was okay.
1: Since, so, since the tragic loss of exactly. Ryan Chazier.
0: In 2017. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, Tremaine Edmonds, just get Terrell Edmonds' brother. He's probably going to cost a lot of money. A lot of money. And the Steelers don't have a lot of money right now. And they need to free up some of that money before they can even yeah. entertain it. We'll see the salary the, cap, the salary cap's a myth anyways. I get it, but still no, <laughs> the the we'll do that this off season <laughs> <and> the
2: <Bengals laughs>
1: exposed the heck out of the guy too.
0: Mm-hmm. They're not the only ones yeah, that exposed yeah. the heck out of
1: you, the you, but you want to know the truth? You exposed, that's the way NFL offenses are made is to expose inside linebackers. That's the goal of an off. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. what did the Steelers do to win in week 17? They, they exposed an inside linebacker. that got a $50 million, you know, or a hundred million, whatever. Nah, what was Dude, his contract? Rogan, that he just got yeah. on Smith. Yeah. And yet they got a lot. They got a running back on him. To, that they could get the ball he in there. To still score the in good. Down.
0: He was still in great position. That was just a tremendous play. Yeah, but, tremendous but I'm just throw, saying.
1: But that's the matchup you're looking yeah, for. for sure. Everything that an offense seems to be doing is trying to get stuff on your inside linebacker. That's why. But that's why um, Mark Robinson went from you know coming in and surprising what they were doing with him ag- against against the Ravens to being a. One thousand percent liability the very next week because all they had to say is, "Oh, they're going to have this guy in there. We're just going to do this, and he's not going to be able to handle it."
0: See, we it's, we we forget about Mark Robinson. I and mean, yeah. what if this offseason, when he's actually able to devote himself to learning the craft of the inside linebacker position in the Steelers' scheme, what if he's actually a viable option? Yeah, then? I mean, and so you don't know. Like we, it's just, it's like, just yeah. it
1: can't be what it was in Week eighteen, right? But. that's a guy you would hope that has tons, ton of potential where he could, you, you, it's one of those things you can't bank on him to be that guy. But if he is that guy, man, do you have something because you did, because, but I I don't even want to try to even give another example, but he he could do that. But if you expect that you might be set up for disappointment and then you're screwed. So, Here's that a would good, just be a bonus.
0: Here's a good question slash article that Dave or Brian, either one of you, would probably enjoy looking up. Is how many times, how many consecutive seasons have the Steelers had someone that was drafted, let's say sixth round or after, including undrafted rookies, eventually have a significant role on the team? They they oh, always seem before. to ha- yeah, they always thing. seem to have that guy, whether it's Brett Keisel, whether it's Antonio Brown, Vinny. You know, say that again, Vinny. Vince yeah, v- yeah, Vince Williams for sure. Yeah. They always have that guy who's a late round pick that a lot of people are like, nah, he's not any good. And he ends up being the contributor. Maybe Mark Robinson but, is that guy. Yeah, oh, but, but,
1: but, but you're also not going to get that every year, and with each no. one of those picks, you've got to no. you've got to take almost like 15 of those picks in order to get one. So let me, right. let me right. do Alvin Beacham.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. like I said, Whoa. he's he was one Dude, of my favorites. Ramon yeah. Foster, undrafted. Yeah. yeah. Played but, for I mean, how many years? I mean so, Al Villanueva technically it wasn't with the Steelers, but yeah, and I mean, one fast William Parker.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You
0: yeah, know, so if you're talking about drafting
2: for the
1: agents, yeah. yeah, because the Steelers, I mean, the closest thing the Steelers have had to that in the last three years, the last three years is Trey Norwood. And you don't, and I don't know that you're gonna say that Trey Norwood's gonna be someone that's Jaylen definitely Warren. going to be some what's that
0: Jalen Warren.
1: Oh, I thought you were, I, I, I thought I heard my mother for a second. Um, like I was in trouble calling me David Warren. David Warren. No,
0: Jalen. <laughs> I was like, what did you do wrong? I'm so sorry. No, Jalen <laughs> Warren. He was an undrafted rookie this year. That's true. Year. I'm
1: only David looking at drafting people right now.
0: Drafted well, guys. I'm, no, I'm looking at also yeah. or yeah. or after. I'm looking at a guys. list of draft picks, Jeff. That's why I'm saying drafted guys. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. I'm just saying that yeah, I'm talking about from sixth round pick on, like you're talking about who is were major contributors. The Steelers always find these diamonds in the rough. And if maybe Mark Robinson's that guy it could really expedite the process, I mean so. it's
1: it's been a while. I mean, would you even call Tyler Medicavich that? He didn't stick around after his rookie deal, but he stuck around for four
0: years. That's one him, of the he got him a freaking comp pick.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Anthony Ciccolo still wasn't really that oh, guy. Dan McCuller yeah. stuck around for a long time, and this is me going all the way back to 2014. Hey, if you're looking at drafted guys, we can even you had, throw in Jesse James. He was a first yeah, round pick. Yeah, but I mean, if then you could also say someone like Zach Gentry because he's a so Vince Williams is actually the most recent one that really stuck around and and did that much as a sixth or seventh round draft pick, and that was in, and he was picked in 2013.
0: Right. No, I'm not yeah. saying that. It just seems like they always seem to find those guys, not every year, but they have those guys that are. They're due. They're, they're due. I to, think to, they have yes. one in Jalen Warren. I think that was a hell oh, of yeah. a pick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell of a pickup. Okay. I, I didn't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. I want to get your all's take on the NFL's attempt at <laughs> the Pro Bowl. Now we know that the Pro Bowl is no longer. I've kind of changed my tune on this a little bit, but I want to get Charles take right now. Thursday night, they are doing some of their events. Uh, Brian, what do you think about the NFL's attempt of revamping the Pro Bowl in the process? The game is a
2: dreadful watch. I try to watch it all the time. So, you know, I get it. And Jeff, you did something really interesting on our Slack channel a week and a half ago that just made my week. And you threw in something from 1977, which was the 1976 Steelers versus the yeah. 1976 Reds. And Dwight White was the anchor on the swim team. They they did a 25-meter, and it was absolutely fun. I would love them to do some stuff like that. So I'm cool with the NFL doing it, but I want to caution with a name. You guys, are familiar with a guy named John Stevens.
1: Now. John Stevens. Now. John I just Stevens think of, was a Jermaine Stevens?
2: John Stevens oh. was a pick of the Patriots. I believe probably a first round or maybe a second round. I think a first round pick running back for the New England Patriots in 1988. And John Stevens had
0: <laughs> You're
2: laughing at me. Oh, this John is Stevens. <laughs>
0: Stevens said what? <laughs> <laughs> John, this is all about you, you buddy. Make <laughs> you, you, you make it up. You make it up.
1: He's in the live chat. Talk about him. Come
2: on. So, John Stevens, I believe he had like nine hundred some rushing yards as a rookie in 1988. And then, before the Pro Bowl, back then they were doing something where. They did, uh, they brought the rookies in and the whole Pro Bowl extravaganza because it was in, still in Hawaii and they did a flag football game on the beach. John Stevens tore up his knee in that game and never played again and really set the Patriots back. And that's a, that's a situation they're playing flag football here. I know they're not doing it on the beach, but you still got to be careful with some stuff like this. Cause when you're playing flag football, you're doing stuff different than what you're normally doing. Now, when they're doing the running and they're doing the passing drills, that's fairly safe, but there's some things that could really upset a team's apple cart here. And that could be one of them. So you want to have a departure so you don't have the injuries and you don't have a boring game. I love the idea of guys competing, man when it when it was like uh the the late Cindy Williams who just died this week on Battle of the Network Stars as Shirley from Laverne and Shirley on ABC doing tug of war against Gabe Kaplan and David Hasselhoff that was pretty cool you know you, you know what i mean that it's fun to see events like that but you always got to worry about a a situation where someone like the late Dana Plato from Different Strokes in one of those events decides to go ahead, jump out of an airplane in a parachute and breaks her leg. And then leads to a life of uh, softcore porno and robbing video stores.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How did we get down this rabbit trail? Oh my God. Um, so so I, anyway. I did see that, that there was a John Stevens that was the the offensive rookie of the year. I was waiting for you.
0: I didn't see that. that was him. I did, yeah, he, him. he did play in through
1: 1993, but Hold he on. never came he, he never was, hit a 1,000 yards again.
0: I was waiting Sorry. for day to say, I did see that softcore <laughs> video. That, that softcore video you were talking about.
2: <laughs> Cautionary tales, boys! Cautionary, Cautionary tales! tales ladies. Oh, oh. You
0: know, jumping out of airplanes, next thing you know, you're doing softcore porn and <laughs> <over laughs> robbing liquor stores. What <laughs>
2: kind of lecture I give my daughter and son.
0: <laughs> uh. God bless those kids. All right, Dave, what do you think about the uh, Pro Bowl? <laughs> this was about the Pro Bowl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not. Apparently, they were playing dodgeball tonight. Something on Twitter showed up. Um, I haven't watched any of it. I won't have time to do it. I hope they have fun. I hope they're they're you know that they they connect with their fellow players and have a good time. I hope no one gets hurt. To me. I don't care anything about the, the, the celebration. I'm more about the accolade of being selected and when they have to, and, and for things that come into, to play with contracts, those are generally written as you have to be selected first. If you're a replacement, it doesn't matter. I mean, Kim Hayward's still going to get the label of being a, a pro bowler this year, but he should have been selected in the first place. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, but People that are like, yeah, Tyler Huntley's there for quarterback. That's because he's like eighth on the list, and none of the others were going. So to me, that kind of cheapens it because they have to fill it in to do a game. I'd rather just stay with the people getting the accolades for what they had to start, and then not even doing anything with it. They can they they they, they can come together for a for 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 a fancy dinner and a team photo and a, and a free chip trip to someplace in order to do it, and that would be good enough
0: yeah, I think the game is actually like a seven on seven. It's not even a full eleven on eleven you know, nothing like that. <clears throat> I'm sure it'll be even less uh, intense than the actual Pro Bowl game was as of last year, where it's like glorified touch football. Um, I actually really like the the approach of doing the skills competition. I feel like sometimes they're outthinking themselves, though. I love watching professional athletes fail at hitting a golf ball and they are doing that. They're doing a long drive competition and watching some of these guys swing a golf club makes me laugh hysterically. These big hulking guys that can bench so much, but can't can't hit a little golf ball very far. Um, That's awesome. I've always said, just bring back the freaking quarterback challenge. Give me the footballs with the blue chalk and give me the golf carts with the targets on the back. Like they had all the way through the nineties And you had the quarterbacks out there just throwing footballs. That was fun. Like, it doesn't have to be anything complicated. I don't need to watch dodgeball. I mean, that's like my life anyways. I don't want to watch it more. So (laughs) I don't want to have to do that. Um, I I think that they're going down the right path. They just got to figure it out. I'm not sure why it's a Thursday and a Sunday, but probably to avoid conflicting with uh, the Senior Bowl on Saturday and stuff like that. What are you giggling at, Brian?
2: Eddie Powers. (laughs) Please, I'll bring it up. It's just making me laugh. Oh <laughs> a,
1: my lifetime God. <sighs> a lifetime original.
0: All right, this is a good point <laughs> to get to trivia. So, Brian, why don't you go ahead and uh, wow us with your trivia question?
2: All right, I've got the stupidest trivia question I've ever had, <laughs> but it's just you know, you ever just want to mess with your buddies? That's what I'm doing tonight. I'm messing Uh with my buddies. So I was going to have you guess all of these, and I realized that Jeff's not going to even try, and Dave is going to uh, give it the college try, but it's not going to work. So the Steelers in their all-time history have five players with double Zs. (laughs) They don't have to be consecutively in their last name. Their last name. Jerry Mazanti. Aubrey Roselli, Al-Haj Shabazz, those are three. One of them played significantly in the 1990s for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and another one played on the last Super Bowl-winning team. Do you happen to know these guys' names? I'm going to tell you this. They're both offensive linemen.
1: That have two Zs in their last name. Yes, and they don't have to be consecutive. Cause like Strelzik didn't have two Z's, did it? That's your answer. That's my answer. Oh, and his tragic story.
2: S T R Z E L C Z Y K.
1: Oh, he was so funny. He would do it when back when it was the the uh, the B ninety four morning show with uh, John, Dave, Bubba, and Shelley. He would go. He would go to movies with with Bubba, and have to rank those movies on 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 Bubba's uh like 13 star system and Justin Strauss like he's like lying in bed wait you know on the phone with him in the morning to do this morning show they're like well what what do you give the movie he's like uh I give it a I give it a six and a half he's like why do we do this stupid 13 star thing and they're like okay well, we can do five stars what do you give it Well, then I give it a two and a half. You know, they're like they didn't expect a lineman to be able to do the simple math, but he was hilarious when he did stuff for them. Very tragic with everything. That that
2: is a terrible story. There's
1: one more guy, and I'm (laughs) going to give you a hint. He was a lineman. He
2: went to IUP, if I'm not mistaken, Indiana University of Pennsylvania, and he is a Super Bowl champion with this team. Do you happen to know his name? With,
1: With two seasons, their last, so 2008. Oh, Man, you're 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 killing me there, bad. You really yeah, are.
2: It. Jeff's yawning. He's leaning back. Uh,
1: hold on, I'm I'm trying to think. Was he a starter? He he. To yeah. me, he, he had to back, be a re- back of the roster guy. He, he had to be a reserve. He was a reserve. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness.
2: You might remember this name. You might not. But I, when I saw the name, I'm like, oh, I remember him. Definitely.
1: I'll probably remember it as soon as you um, were
2: number 69, I believe.
1: <laughs> I mean, Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs>
2: I'm going to give it to you. Uh, Jason,
0: Jason Capizzi. No, nah, I don't remember that one. You don't I
2: remember. I know down. Jeff nope. knows Jason Capizzi. He's got oh his yeah. Nose.
0: We go way back. We go way mm-hmm. back. We used to go. We used to go down to the uh, the beehive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he he had Buzz with a double Z. <laughs>
1: buzz Nutter. Yeah. you got to be double for that at the beehive.
0: All right, Dave.
1: <laughs> we're hitting. We're, we're getting some funny answers to live chat. I, I have to say,
2: I like yeah. that. This is my favorite. Marvell Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Powers got one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, Dickers Shiners.
0: Xandri <laughs> <'Cause> Zones <laughs> the Z quarterback.
1: <laughs> Alejandro Villanueva.
2: <laughs> we needed this tonight. Yeah. And don't does. forget our good friend John
1: Stevens.
0: <laughs> John Stevens. What? Right.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. Made Are we ready? Night. Are, 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 are we ready here? Okay. For real trivia, yeah. Um, for real I, trivia,
0: I'm never ready, but go for it. It's Pro Bowl. <laughs> yep, not <Okay>? ready.
1: <laughs> the, the the steel well, the NFL didn't have a Pro Bowl when they first. They did an All Star game from 38 to 42 um, that they basically awarded those players. Like they they consider that Pro Bowl. Uh, then they didn't have anything again. It started in 1950. So since 1950. How many times have the Pittsburgh Steelers had a year where they had no pro bowlers?
2: I would think 1988 they had none. And I would think 1986 they had none.
0: So I would say those two years. So you're saying I'm going to go with five. Five years.
1: Five years? The answer is one. Really, one year they did not have any pro bowlers. And Brian, you said 1986. Yes. Mike Merriweather, Ernest Jackson. 88. Ton Jokin. Hmm. I'm out. So, any idea what year it is? I will tell you, it was it is more recent than that. 2003? it is not as recent as that because in 2003 they had three fanica hampton and ward
2: trying to think of bad seasons they had uh 99 that would be
1: it it would be 1999 and what's crazy is the, the the years that that create this the two slices of bread that create that sandwich. They only had one in each of those years: the year before and the year after. Ninety-eight, they had had Dermonti Dawson, oh. and in two thousand, they had Jason Gilden.
2: Oh, not LeVon.
1: Yeah, so oh, no, he was
2: wrapping up his career by then.
1: So that's it. Nineteen ninety-nine is the only year the Steelers did not have a player. Oh, but wait. I'm not done. I assume you guys know which player on this, which player all time on the Steelers has the most Pro Bowl appearances or selections, I should say. I don't know if they appear. Joe Green. That would be Joe Green with 10. It is Joe Green with 10. My question is who has the most Pro Bowl selections without any all pro selections? Marquise Pouncey? Oh, Marquise Pouncey was all pro. He of all pro? Twice. Yeah. Okay. How about Terry Bradshaw?
0: Terry Bradshaw was all pro. Okay. So no all pro, but they've had how many? How many Pro Bowl appearances?
1: I didn't. Who had the most? I didn't say how many.
0: BTR. Ben.
1: Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger had six Pro Bowl appearances with no all pro selections. He ranks the second most. Hmm. There is someone that had seven Pro Bowl appearances and no all pros.
0: Is it modern era?
1: No. Mm, Bernie Stotner. No, but remember that name. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um the answer is Andy Russell. Ah. 7 pro bowls, not an all pro. He had 7, Ben Roethlisberger had 6 without an all pro and then 5 Selections with no all pro would be Casey Hampton. Um, And then, but there, but yet with it being seven and zero, that's not the one that has the most discrepancy between the two. There is, there were two players that had nine pro bowl selections and only one all pro Brian, did you think, you know, who one of them might be?
2: Absolutely. I think one of them is Mike Wagner. <laughs> Brian, I'm sick. Ernie, I Ernie it's oh Ernie Stautner. Stautner. Yeah,
1: sorry, <laughs> sorry. I got one. Yeah, Jeff, I bet you you have the other one too. Who do you got? Mike Wagner. It's only Wagner. listen. So only one, only one All Pro, nine Pro Bowls. Mike Wagner. No. Is it Cam? Oh no, Cam's been All Pro uh, multiple times.
0: No, I didn't. I thought he's only been All Pro like once or twice. Okay. I just, I just assume
1: because the hint is Mike Wagner, (laughs) (laughs) you won't give it up. Um, Both players have retired numbers.
2: (laughs) That's not, that's not hard.
1: No, it's not. It it, it was Franco. He was only all pro one time, but nine pro bowls, one time all pro. And that year was 1977.
0: Hey, fun, fun, Ernie Stotner fact I read in the book that uh, Jim Wexel wrote that Dave gave me was how people talk about how people don't care in Pro Bowls. He once broke a guy's jaw in a Pro Bowl, <laughs> came up, gave him a forearm directly to the jaw, broke the dude's jaw, fight ensued. And I'm thinking, holy crap, this is a Pro Bowl. That's Pete yeah. Rose and, and Ray Frosty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. All right. Good. So, is that it, Dave?
1: uh yes that is it and in case you're wondering mike wagner had two pro bowls and no all pros oh wow so he was the same with like alejandro villanueva mike wagner
0: okay and mike
1: wagner and yes. willie parker yeah and ryan Chazier, and Anthony thickpen and mike and wagner and heath miller
0: and Man. louis lips oh my gosh are we done ton are you done? No, he's not like, green. Do how long do we have to go? Like, I really don't want to be here all night as you rattle these names off. Are we done? I mean,
1: there's a bunch of them, but I'm just all just right. To Brian,
0: final thoughts. Go ahead. Roy you know what? Uh,
2: I I can go two routes with final thoughts. My first final thought is this: There's something that I'm tired of. It doesn't really have to do with the Steelers, but it has to do with the NFL. There's some guys that. Uh, I, w- I want to evoke the song by Motley Crue. Girl, don't go away mad. Just go away. And there's three guys I want to just go away right now. And or there's situations to go away. Tom Brady retired this week. Does anybody believe it? No. I have more respect for Ben Roethlisberger for retiring and staying retired and saying I'm going to do it than playing this game. I have no respect for um, the other Wang. The other Wang Harbs. Jim. Quit holding Michigan hostage and saying, I'm going to go with an NFL team and go back to Michigan to get more money. Quit playing that game. I'm done with it. I mean, I hate this stuff. And Aaron Ross, Green Bay Packers, quit teasing a trade every year. Just make your decision. Either cut ties or stick around. Quit playing this stupid game. That's number one. Two, we had a big announcement tonight, and – We have been working diligently behind the scenes, and we're going to continue to work like crazy to get everything up and ready, but we want to do this to a point where you're not experiencing any change whatsoever. This is going to be a smooth transition for you, so don't worry about a thing. We are in fantastic shape, and we would not be in fantastic shape if it wasn't for each and every one of you, not just in the live chat, but... When you're driving down the highway, this today could be Monday and you're listening to the show and you are very responsible for our success. And we thank you so much. So let us take care of the changes. You don't worry about a thing and we're going to be back and better than ever. And you're not miss. but we're not going to miss one beat. All right, Dave,
0: final thoughts?
1: Man, Brian just keeps dropping these lines that make songs pop into my head. First, it's Backstreet Boys with playing games with his heart and don't want to miss a thing and all kinds of good stuff. But uh, something that was brought up because I wasn't looking at the live chat during trivia, someone – I didn't really – for those that weren't out there, the difference between Pro Bowl and All-Pro is Pro Bowl was selected AFC and NFC, and All-Pro is the best of the entire league. So that's why it's uh, it's All-Pro is is a more – um uh distinguished accomplishment because it's just it's you know one it's one quarterback for the entire league where pro Bowl was three quarterbacks from each conference um just for an example but my final thoughts is um yeah we just we wanted to let you guys know about the 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 the, the name change of the network that there will be a change just in case anything was out there and and you were concerned about it it's really you know, not, not a big thing at this point, because we've already put in the work to make sure it's not. Um, if we would have had to say this to you all a week ago or 10 days ago, it would have been like, we don't know what exactly was gonna be. We do now. It's, it's, it's going to be seamless. So if you missed that announcement, either check out, we're going to have an, an audio podcast announcement as well, or, um, or go back and check out the beginning of the show, uh, I'm just excited that we can do this that we can I, that Thursday nights I can hang out with two of my best friends and talk stealers and and and, and laugh about the beehive and softcore porn and things like that that uh, we just just kind of um come come realize is going to be discussed on shows like this um but thank you all for for making this possible and uh I'm I'm just I'm ready for this for to turn the page here, just like the Steelers are turning the page into the twenty twenty three offseason when it comes to signing their own players, then free agency, then the draft. I'm just ready to get to see what this team is really going to be. Um, and just make sure you're still following us the whole way.
0: Yeah, what those guys said. Um <laughs> if you- you want my thoughts on it listen to my let's ride podcast tomorrow i talk about the announcement and then the heart to heart at the end of the show i give you my thoughts on it so check that out on the audio side uh, in the meantime dave why don't you send us out hey we'll see you next week for another episode of the steelers preview
1: Everybody else gets a little tight.